0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody, this is Lloyd Spence, and football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. Man, you can clean up at betonline.ag. Did y'all hear about that dude that was streaking in the Super Bowl? Streaked and paid. The fine of $1,000 won $374,000. Come on, y'all. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine, just like streaking in the Super Bowl. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. So head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your... 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But don't go streaking. It's not worth it. Tell them the noise maker sent you.
1: You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy, and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward, and now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. Uh, whenever I go
0: to, back into my college days, I would go to a party. I'd be like, man, I wonder what the last song is going to be. Because the last song played really defined the party, to me, in my opinion. That's how it works. So I'd be like, okay, what's gonna be the last song? And so that'd be the song we walk out to. That'd be the song to say, man, that party was good or that party was terrible. So that's, this is our theme for the show today. Believe in the ACC. I'm Char- I'm Lloyd Spence. I'm not Charlie Ward. That's Charlie Ward. I'm Lloyd Spence. <laughs> and we are glad to be here with you tonight. No Kendrick asking right now. He's on assignment, but uh, he uh, he sends his love, Charlie. Uh, so there you go, <laughs> but I thought we would have some fun tonight and uh, I knew the fellas would be here tonight. So I thought we have some fun and uh, do a little last song play because uh, like I said, the, the last song kind of defines the whole season or defines the whole night. So uh, now the, the key for Charlie is to press play on this song or press stop because i try to select songs that define the teams that we're talking about tonight. So uh, as we talk about the top four teams uh, in both the men and the women's uh, conference, or about men's basketball, women's basketball in the ACC conference, uh, I want to ask Charlie tonight, does he believe this team has what it takes to win a national championship and an ACC title? Because we're in the home stretch, Charlie. This is it. Comes down to this. All right. All right. So now, when you have a show like this, you got to have some, you know, you got to put a little more production value in this thing. So that's what I've done. I've tried to add a little more production value. So um, I want you to guess. I'm going to play the song, Charlie. And I want you to guess which team this song applies
2: to. Uh-huh. Does that makes sense. Okay, all right. So uh, I, need, I need I need this. I need the teams though. Okay. So uh, I, okay, that that would be
0: fair. That would be fair. Okay. So the the so for the men we got Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louisville, Florida State. Okay. Does that sound fair the, the, that we would basically call them the top four. Okay. So with those four in mind, I play the song. You tell me which. One applies to that song, so here we go. We'll start with uh, this one. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Edo with the triumphant comeback. We'll but tonight,
2: don't call it a comeback. All right, call it a comeback.
0: Don't call it a comeback. No comebacks. Mama said, knock you out.
2: Who would that? Who would you apply that theme to? Um. Uh, I would say uh
0: remember Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louisville, Florida State. Louisville. Well, I thought about I was close. Actually, you were not far off, because I thought about Louisville. But I actually applied it to Virginia. Okay. Oh, Virginia? Because I figured Virginia is in the driver's seat. So they're going for the knockout punch. They're technically Technically, they are the defending national champions. Oh, and, 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 now, they are not the defending ACC champions, but they yeah. are the defending national champions. So, I figure in their minds, we're here to knock everybody out and and
2: and uh, reclaim the ACC title and the national championship. What's your thoughts on Virginia? Well, Virginia got knocked out their last game. Uh, no, the game before, one of the games. Um and so I guess they're trying to rebound here this week uh, so they can, you know, finish, have the finishing touches. But they're definitely a steady team that could win the ACC. Well, well here's uh, what's interesting.
0: Virginia is struggling right now as we speak with the Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah. Only up by three with about four minutes left to go in the game. So what? Georgia, Georgia Tech is playing at home.
2: Georgia Tech um, playing at home. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a tough game just within itself, right? And for them to be up three, you know, winning that's a, a, a sign of a good team, yeah. Um, you know, that's especially that's uh go, coming down a home stretch, you want to be competitive on the road, yeah. So if you're competitive on the road and they're like you said, they're they're struggling, but they're winning. Uh, the game on the road, winning a game is always a good thing. Uh, so uh, for them to, uh, I, I just, I just think they have what it takes uh, from a defensive standpoint. Offensively, if they can find a way to, you know, contend and shoot the ball well, I think the Hauser kid, um, and then they have some other uh, firepower offensively. Uh, they do have what it takes to, you know, win the ACC.
0: I am never crazy about a team that that I love a team. Listen, in the regular season, I don't love a team that is defense first. In the postseason, I absolutely love a team that's defense first. Um, and that's what that's what Virginia Tech, I mean sorry, Virginia is to me. They're a defense first team. They know that. They 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 have built their reputation on that. And I think Postseason, they they're they're a threat. They're a threat in every game that they play. Now, the question is, can they manufacture points? Now, tonight, uh Murphy uh the third and Clark are leading them. Uh, the backcourt is leading them. Uh Hauser's a little bit off tonight, but that's okay. Uh, the bottom line, uh, he leads, I think he leads the rebounds for tonight. He's got nine rebounds. But that's okay. But the bottom line is, defensively, they're always going to be in every game because they, they play solid, solid, solid defense. I That's one thing I never question about a Virginia team, will they play defense? They're going to be there defensively.
2: Well, just FYI, um, as we just saw in the uh, football game, um, the Super Bowl, the national championship game, Yep. Um, you know, defense, you need it. But you definitely need your offense to be able to do some points. And so you need a well balanced uh, team uh, so that you can, you know, get over the hump because you're going to run up against someone that can score uh, the basketball. And, you know, if you run up against a couple of people, teams like that, then yes, you want to be able to rely on your defense, but you definitely got to be able to. Have some balance to where you can score the basketball as well. Um, I just think it's we're in an age now where you're going to have to score points, yeah. Uh, and you need good defense to be able to slow people down and get stops when you need it. Uh, but you also got to have guys that can put the ball in a hole or make plays for other guys and guys can shoot, yeah, uh, to be able to consistently not just one night uh, deal because if you're off you know, you're going to be putting all your eggs in that defensive basket. And if that other team has a lot of firepower, uh, you're going to be, you know, up a stream. Um, I just think it's important to have a well-balanced team. Uh, You should rely on your defense, but you can't make that your calling card to win a championship in this day and age. Do you, do you like,
0: um, but you do, but you don't think they're uh, an imbal- imbalanced team. You think they do have enough balance to go ahead and make a
2: run? Uh yes. I think they've improved in that area. Um, the year that they won it, you know, that was just uh, a year that they caught caught fire. They had some veteran guards. They played well, and and they played well as a group. Uh, they ran a system, and they relied on their defense. Uh, to win a championship but in this day and age you know even if if just two years removed um, I think the offenses have uh, definitely gotten to a point where you know the ball movement player movement guys you know when you start talking about the top tier teams you're looking at Baylor you're looking at Gonzaga uh, those guys can score Um, you know, it's not just one guy, two guys. They have multiple guys that can put the ball in the basket. And and they may be relying on one or two uh, each night, but you always have a third and a fourth and possibly a fifth guy that can get in the double figures as well. So I just think it's important that you be well balanced.
0: I agree 100%, 100%. All right, so that leaves us with Virginia Tech, Louisville, and Florida State. So – here is our next DJ song. All
2: right, are you familiar with that one, Charlie? I'm familiar with the Music, but I saw their Midnight
0: Marauder, yeah, Tribe Called Quest. So that's the old classic Tribe Called Quest. Can I kick it? Uh, and I applied that one to the Virginia Tech Men because they're being, I think, they are going to crash this party in a big way. The ACC, listen, without without, uh, overreaching here. I'm not 100% sure Virginia Tech is not going to crash the if there is an ACT tournament, I'm not 100% sure they're not going to crash the tournament championship game. Cuz they have, they are, now you talk about a balanced team, I think they have great balance. I don't think they're consistent as much as they should be, and they're so and and when they're on, they're on and when they're off, they're off. But they're on more than they're off. So I have a I got I don't know. Virginia Tech is an intriguing team to me. So I said they're asking that question. Can I kick it? Yes,
2: you can. So, so, what are your thoughts about Virginia Tech? Um, I guess that that, that would apply. Okay. they are. You know, they are playing well. You know, and they they've been consistent enough to play well, um, and have you know the type of record that they have. But, of course just like anyone else Big um, win over they, Virginia. they have to continue to you know play play the game yeah um, and play the right way um, I think um, they they'll be okay uh, when it comes down to potentially crashing the party if you if that's when Absolutely. Know, coming in knocking knocking at the door saying hey we're here. Yeah, that that's what I think as well. I
0: I think they have the pieces. I don't know if they have the experience program wise, and that matters at some point. That matters because, and it may matter this year more than it's ever mattered before because, uh, as we're seeing, young teams are not doing well. You know, young inexperienced teams are not doing well. So I think that I think it's going to matter this year. Maybe more than it's ever mattered before, but do they have the pieces? I think they do. I absolutely think they do, and I think they could make things very, very uh, interesting uh, for the tournament as and, and beyond. So I'm I'm intrigued by Virginia Tech. I really am because I I don't necessarily know what I'm looking at. Like I think I might be looking at a at a tournament a team that can make a maybe a Sweet Sixteen, possibly an Elite
2: Eight run. Or maybe may be looking at a team that could go out in the second round. I, I like to see them more. I haven't really watched them. Yeah, um, I watch scores, but uh, I like to see them. Um, I know they're getting ready to play uh, Seminoles here and uh, this week, um, or next week. Right. And I'll just be interested to see how they finish this week, and also when they play the Seminoles next week. Well,
0: so that's that's Virginia Tech uh, on the can. Can I kick it now? Here's another classic, Charlie. One I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, let's see who we apply this one to.
2: Mm, mm, mm.
0: Oh yeah, I'm with this. I'm just gonna sit here laid back to this nice mellow beat, you know, and drop some smooth lyrics. '88, time to set it straight. You know what I'm saying? And there ain't no half stepping. I'm ready.
2: All right. right. (laughs) No half-stepping.
0: Ain't no half step, Charlie, if I remember correctly, you had a little – did you have a little kind of mini box thing happening there for yourself as well?
2: Yes, I did. That's
0: what I thought. I figured you'd get a kick out of that one, (laughs) Charlie. Yeah. So I applied that one to the University of Louisville. I think their margin for error is very small. Um. And they have yeah. they have a great defense. I think they have a great defense, and I think they have the two to three scores in the key position that you need. Their backcourt is really dynamic, but what we've seen in the losses is that when their backcourt is not on, then that it does not end well for Louisville. So they have to they have to find have to find ways to manufacture points from the defense. And get other guys involved because when they get the third, that third and fourth score involved, like a Samuel uh, Samuelson or the the, the kid, the, the kid that missed all the dunks, that Witsen Witseneyes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When they get those two guys going, or some of the other guys from the bench, then they're a tough team to beat. But it's just a matter of getting them going. So to me, Louisville that ain't no half step in Big Daddy K T. What do you think about Louisville?
2: Louisville is kind of hard yeah, because they've been up and down with uh, pauses. And then when they play, uh, you know, they're up and down. And so they're kind of hard to uh, judge. Um, And we still may not know who they really are. Yeah, that's uh, the other part. Yeah, all the pauses they've had, yeah. Yeah, until, you know, they can get some uh, stability, uh, playing games, uh, players, Playing together, Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how Louisville finishes. Um, You know, if they can keep it on the road all together, or if they're gonna be that team, you know, that's on and off, and you know, not really sure, uncertain about what's going on, Mm -hmm. not not playing, being consistent in that area, and so you know, those types of teams are bubble teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, when, when you start looking at it, uh, because of the inconsistency, um, and so maybe they can catch fire, we don't really know. But they are that, that team that we just don't know about. I have
0: not heard yet whether or not the Virginia Tech game is on. I don't know uh, for Saturday. Uh, I do know that they have Syracuse, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Duke, and Virginia after that, which is, on paper, seemingly kind of a favorable schedule. Like, they should win at least one, two, three, four. So four you're of six. You say four out of the six? For sure. Like, I would say Syracuse is a win, even though Syracuse gives little all kinds of trouble. But that one's at home. Uh, now, the North Carolina was interesting because North Carolina was trending in the right direction until – uh, just the other day, um, then, they, then they beat Duke, and then they're, you know, of course, on break right now. Uh, Notre Dame, they should win. That should be a win. Now, Notre and
2: Dame's Duke's been playing win. well.
0: Huh? Notre Dame's been playing well. Notre Dame's been playing well. So it'll be interesting. It's not a gimme schedule, but I like Louisville at, at playing their best and everybody else playing their best. I like Louisville winning those games. The Virginia Tech and Virginia games are the ones that give me a little bit of pause. Yeah. So, All right. So that leaves me with one more song for the men. And I think this is one you're going to like, Charlie. I think this is going to represent the team that I think it represents very well. Of course, we would leave that with the show, Dougie Fresh, for Mr. Ward Seminoles, because I, now, I'm going to make a statement to you that I have yet to make, but I'm going to make it right now. I think Florida State is my sleeper, not just ACC team, but my sleeper national champion. I think they have all of the pieces to win a national championship. I don't... I think when Florida State is playing their best ball, they are an incredibly tough team to beat. And I think their their style of ball, more so than than any other year that they've done it, travels extremely well. And it's built for... Uh, and Indianapolis, especially when it comes down to there's not going to be a fan influence. So you're not going to have that push from the fans to rally them through Florida State from the team that I've seen is the most disciplined team on both sides of the ball that I've seen. And so and I'd say that even more than Gonzaga, even more than Baylor, uh, even more than Ohio State. I, I like what they do and I like their coach. And I, I think this might be a breakthrough year for your Seminoles. Now,
2: that's tough for me to say, but it's the truth. <laughs> so I think um, they're the show. You think they're the show? I think they're the show. I just like to see them be more consistent on the road. Um, you know, the Georgia Tech game, um, if you're talking about being a top-tier team, uh, you can't get beat by 11 points or whatever it was we got beat by. Mm-hmm. Uh I just think you need to be in every game, uh, coming down the wire, uh, of regards to where you're playing, because that just shows great maturity. Uh, you got to be consistent offensively, and so if we can sure up just because defensively, you know, you're gonna have, you know, teams gonna prepare for you. They do a good job. I think if we can, if we can get back on our feet, uh, get back to playing games. Um, and get some camaraderie on the court, meaning, you know, game time camaraderie, uh, we would have a chance, um, you know, over the course of these next few weeks to get some um, footing, um, some playing experience and game time um, under our belts. So if I, I believe we can get some offensive um, consistency. You know, at home, we do really, really well. On the road, you know, we struggle uh, when it comes – except for when we played Louisville. Uh, they kind of took it to them. But I just, I, I just think they do have what it takes from a team perspective. Uh, they're, they're unified. Yeah. Uh, they're going to support one another. All those things I think we have, uh, I just would like to see them be more consistent offensively um, you know, each and every night, regardless if they're playing a home on the road. And 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 that's why, I, that's the, what I see in them as well.
0: As a complete team, they play the best brand of team ball that I've seen. Now, every, of course, Gonzaga has its stars and Baylor and everybody else has their stars or whatever. But But one through 12, that, or one through 15, that's the team that I think is the most complete team. So I like Florida State. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So, all right. So that takes care of the men's side. So now we're going to go over to the women's side. And uh, we'll start with this uh, song for what I think uh, describes this team the best. So obviously that's audio true's top billing, which I think the Louisville women have secured despite the loss to NC State. Um, And even though that loss was at home, I still see them as a better top to bottom uh, prospect to win both the ACC and the national championship. I, I just Dana Evans is just so far and away. Better than pretty much everybody she's playing against. That I think her will to win and the disappointments that she has had in her career, coupled with just their ability to shoot the three and their ability to play team, great team defense. I think they're going to be uh, right there in the end. So I, I'm, I'm giving Louisville's uh, women the Audio Two Top Billing uh, song as their description.
2: Uh, that's a very good choice. Um, I think you know having Dana Evans is is a plus, uh, but also having you know the shooters around yeah. her, yeah, um, to be able to take some of the pressure off of her uh, when teams are going to you know load up uh, her way. Uh, I'm I'm still I'm still a little leery of the the inside game. Yeah. Well, I'm not 100% sure if that's uh, going to come back to bite them at some point, um, but they're going to need someone to command, uh, you know, some inside presence. Um, and so it would be interesting to see if they can get that consistently. Um, I know having a, a, a guard-dominant team, um, sometimes they forget, you know, about the paint. Yeah. I mean about touching the paint and then they get you know shot happy and you know they you know they find ways to to touch the paint with the dribble um, but it'll be interesting to see if they can get some consistent inside play uh, to be able to go along with those you know guards that they have. yeah, I think the
0: way they're gonna have to to get inside and and play inside is it's gonna have to be a full team effort like they're gonna have to as a team decide we're crashing the boards. We're going after, you know, we're going to go out deliberately go after every rebound. We're going to go try to drive and, and and penetrate to the middle and put that pressure on the inside. I don't I they just don't have enough of what they need skill wise to to just count on one person. But a combination of things could make it very, very interesting, which is kind of what they've tried to do. Uh, all season long. But it'll be interesting to see. But I, I do think they're going to be like an incredibly, incredibly, the things they do well, they do very well. So uh, I'm, I'm impressed by the Louisville women, uh, which brings us to the next song, Charlie. Here we go. Nibbit, nibbit, nibbit,
1: nibbit. Yes, the
0: rhythm's a rebel. Without pause. I'm lowering my level. The hard drama we have never been Benham in. See, I think I think that's described the NC State women. They they have a lot of uh that strength and that that power. And and I don't know if it's enough power to push them to a title, but it's more power than I've ever seen an NC State women's team have. And so I'm I I don't know, man. I like what they do. I really, really like what the NC State women do. I love their size inside. Uh, is it enough to compete with the Baylors and the uh, Yukons And, uh, you know, is that enough to do that? They already proved it was enough to beat the Louisville. So is it enough to beat those other three teams, though? So that's that's the expectation. Huh? I say in South Carolina. In South Carolina, yeah. So what do you think
2: about the uh, NC State women, the Rebels without a pause? Um, I I think that, I mean – with the two wins over the two number one teams at the time, um, it does um, give you some street cred, uh, yeah. you know, in, in a sense. Um, so they know or you know that they're capable of uh, winning those types of games. And so I just think, you know, what they're going through right now uh, with the loss the other night, Um, I, don't know, I forgot who, who it was to. Uh, North Carolina, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah. you know, just I, I just think that's some season in uh, season uh conference play uh type loss. Um I I I'm not gonna put a whole lot of weight on that. Uh but I do believe that they have what it takes, especially after beating two number one teams uh in the same season. And I do think that they're they're they're
0: they ever a the pace. Yeah, they did it on the road. Yeah. So I mean, they try. It means they travel well. So I, it's gonna be. I, I like what they do. I like, I like who they are, and I like their style. I, is it enough? Well, so far it is. They, they, like you said, they're beating two out of the four top teams. So can they beat the other two and and make uh you know the Stanford's of the world uh you know the, can they beat those teams? In a tournament style play and 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 take it on to the next level. So we'll see, um, or will fatigue set in? That's the other thing. You know, we're late in the season. Um, you know, they all this, the teams have gone through so much this year. Uh, will uh, mental fatigue set in and 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 cost them a national championship? I don't know, but I I do like the North Carolina State women. Uh, now this is one of my favorite songs. This one, Charlie. So um, I think you'll appreciate. Uh, who we buy this to? I
1: ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm done to make sure it's broke. When I'm gone, no one gets on because I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder, damn. But think about it, then you understand. I'm just
0: I like Georgia Tech women, and I most importantly like what they're doing late in this season. They are they are quietly stringing together the kind of wins and the kind of charge that you want to see your team doing late in the season. Listen, it's easy to play well or or play well at the beginning and falter late. That's kind of what NC State has done in the last five games. They're two and two. But with Georgia Tech, they've won their last one. Well, they're going, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. They've won the last uh, five out of six. So they're playing the type of ball that you're supposed to be playing. Now, uh, tomorrow they got a tough test in Louisville, and
2: it's on the road. So if, But if they can pull that off, Or at least the thing is you also – you just want to see if they're going to be competitive. Yeah, even if they're just competitive, that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. For for a team that's on the rise and you're trying to build some confidence, you know, going into uh, the next season, which is the tournament, um, you want to definitely build some confidence. So there are no more victories, but if you're going to compete and say lose by two or three points, and the game is close. Uh, that's something to be able to continue to build on. Now, if it's a blowout um, or something like that, then now you feel like you're you, you still got a ways to go, uh, even though you made up some ground. Uh, but I just think if you're competitive and at a point where you're have a chance to win, or you lose by a couple points. You know, it kind of puts you in that realm that we can't compete with the top tier teams. Yeah, you know, on any given night. And as we know, in these tournaments, it only takes one that's one it. game to be able to upset you know a top tier team in a tournament to continue to move on. And um I mean, that's just you need to put a couple of those games together, but it didn't take but one, you know, one night to get one of those big teams yeah that's it that's it you only gotta be great one time against the
0: big team so all right so that leaves us with our final uh team of the night and our final song of the night clap your hands everybody if you got what it takes because i'm curtis blow and i want you to know that these are the boys I, I'm curious about Syracuse because here's a team. uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at, (laughs) but they're making a charge. They're making a charge. uh, In and, and, and when we go to the rankings here in just a second, or uh, uh, Charlie Cream's women's bracketology, they're making a charge. They're making a case for themselves. 11 and 4 in the ACC. Uh fourth in the eight, uh, 11 and 4 is their overall record, fourth in the ACC. They're making a charge. They're they're they got top defenders on their team. So I I don't know what I'm looking at. They may be great, they may not be. You heard Kendrick say the other night that this is a team that gives the Louisville women's all kinds of fits and they have a game coming up against them uh, here on the uh, on Valentine's Day, we'll see. If they can get that game on Valentine's Day and then they got another one, if they close out the year with NC State, we might be looking at a, at, a, at another
2: sleeper team. Uh, but haven't Syracuse done this before, the women? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they, they kind of do this uh, – consistently over the years they they kind of they're right there they're right there but they just seem like they can't get over the hump and I I do think they have the talent or there's talent there Uh, but it just seems like they can't get over the hump from whoever the top tier teams are is that
0: that style is that style of play is that
2: because you know we know the Syracuse
0: program as a whole has a different style of play than practically really anybody in college sports. So is that style of play, and and
2: and what is, what do you why do you think that is, Charlie? Uh, well, I do know uh, if you have if you have one thing that you do really really well, uh, most times you stick with it. However, at some point you're going to have to do something else just to change it up. Because yeah. if you don't, teams are going to game plan against it, um, and then they'll just dissect it um, from an offensive standpoint. Um, and then if you're not consistently scoring on, on the offensive end, uh, then you're going to you know, get carved up. And so, you know, I watched them play. I watched Syracuse play uh, Louisville uh, the other night – or not the other night, but the last time they played them. Mm-hmm. And – all they did was they spread them out, uh, forced them to get out out of their comfort zone, and then they just kind of picked them apart with pick and rolls or picks where the guards can get uh, get coming downhill uh, to find open shooters within the, you know the zone. And so, you know, I think it's just one of those deals where you know if you're playing against them consistently. You can find a way to defeat the zone, and then offensively, you got to make sure you're taking care of the middle because of the big, tall, uh, young lady uh, who commands, you know, some attention. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think they're that team that can win, but I don't know if they have what it takes to win, you know, a championship.
0: They need the breaks. They need things to fall their way. And they need a lot of breaks. <laughs> so there you go. So that's our little homage to old school hip hop tonight. Uh, I do want to bring up the Joe Linardi, uh, Charlie Cream, men and women's bracketology. The top four seasons have actually changed, Charlie. Uh, Joe Linardi now has Gonzago, Ohio State, Baylor, and Michigan as the top four seeds, and so that will give you two Big Ten teams. Uh, Villanova would be the odd man out, although they would be the number two seed in Ohio State's bracket, according to Joe Lenardi. You have any problem with that?
2: Um. Well, yes. Really? Okay. My man, um, Jawan Howard, uh, they've been home for three weeks, and they still had the number one line. Right. And Ohio State, they were, I don't know where they were, but they moved up to the number one line. They've been playing games. So it's just, for me, uh, Ohio State is playing at a high level right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're playing some good basketball. But I'm just curious to know how do they keep a team.
0: Who hadn't been playing. Who hadn't
2: been playing. Yeah. And they move a team that has been playing and playing well. You know, how does that. I don't understand how they kind of keep that whole deal in motion or make those decisions about, you know, that piece. I hope Michigan stays at number one line, you know, because Juwan is a friend, um, and Howard Osley, who's on the staff as well, uh, played with both of those guys. And so I I hope they're still there, but I'm just still trying to figure out how they're on the number one line uh, when they hadn't played in three weeks. Uh and you know, now I just got another pause until you know later. Uh I think they're getting ready to start back playing. But it'll be interesting to see how they come off the whole three or four week pause, uh not playing games, um, and trying to get in shape. So uh, there may be some attrition there. I I think of course I don't want to nitpick and do all those things because it's really, really early. Yeah. Um but I just, I'm just curious to always know how they make these decisions because one team has been playing really good basketball and they moved from whatever they were to the number one line because they've been playing a lot of good basketball. And then another team who hadn't been playing, they hadn't moved at all. At all, right, right. And so I'm just curious to know how they do that.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, I'm just, while you were talking here, I pulled up the ranking. Uh, and I guess Villanova has dropped uh, because of what? I don't know what they dropped for. I I guess because of the St. John's loss, maybe, I guess. Um, I don't know if they should have dropped. They beat Georgetown, they lost to St. John's. And I guess that was enough to... Get them out of the line. So I don't know. It's I, it. Joe is guessing like everybody else is right now. Yeah. So, but he's 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 the best guesser we have. So there you go. As related to ACC, uh, he's got Florida State at the number five line now. Virginia number three has no change there. I think Virginia Tech has moved up. Louisville moved up from an eight to a seven, and Clemson moved into an eight. And he has North Carolina as being now out of the tournament uh that this was pre prior to or this was released um interestingly enough this was released the day they canceled the game or the day after they canceled the game so I'm not sure why he felt the need to bump them out after the game or after they canceled the game but that was that was weird but uh do you agree with that listing
2: well I mean, I, I'm I'm I can go with that uh, okay. for now. I mean, there's still some games you got to uh, play out. Yeah. Um, so that, that'll kind of work, uh, fix itself. I, I just still think North Carolina has what it takes to get in the tournament. That's um, just my personal opinion after watching them play a few times. Um, I just think they are they have, you know, enough veteran leadership. The guards The guards are starting to come on. Um, the, the young guards are starting to come on and and find themselves, um, but I, I think they'll they'll make it. I do too. I, I feel actually pretty good about
0: North Carolina. Uh, I as, as they seem as a team to be figuring some things out as a young team, uh, and I know they have the coach that can get them there, and I I right. think. The coaching is what's going to make the difference to, the, to to them. I have not heard. Have you heard what the the it, how they're going to deal with this Miami game? Are they going to make that up, or is it? I, I mean, how do they or how do they make it up? I guess is the real question. Um, I, I
2: haven't heard about that either. But, yeah, but you know, in this day and age, uh, the schedule can change. with, let's just say Miami is playing someone, and that team is, goes on pause. And North Carolina may have a similar situation, and then you know they'll they'll immediately switch those games since they didn't get a chance to play. Uh so that you know that's been going on. Um so it is a possibility that could happen. Yeah. Um, but I have this question. Yes, sir. The Duke Blue, Blue Devils. Yes. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asked this. Okay. Not to stir, not to stir the pot or anything. Do you think they will opt out of the ACC tournament if they are still in the same position that they're currently in now? Yeah. If they're if they're under five hundred. Um,
0: I, I would I, – there's a, there's a possibility. There's a very strong possibility. Coach K has been extremely vocal throughout this season about his feelings toward all of this. And I, I get the sense, and I think maybe the reason why you asked is you get the sense as well, that it, he could easily say, you know what, let's – we. I don't want to put my guys through six days of this. Uh – and, and with the possibility of of going to the tournament and getting beat in the first round or something crazy like that. So I, I think there's a very strong possibility and and I'll even throw one that's not ACC related. I think the same thing could be said about Kentucky. I think those two teams are probably leaning towards uh, just getting to the regular season finish line and then calling the night, turning the lights out and walking out the building. So, Uh, And by the way, I have breaking news real quick before you jump into your comments because I want to hear what you have to say about that. But the Louisville-Virginia Tech game, as of right now, we just got the press release from the ACC, it has been postponed. So they will not be playing uh, this Saturday. Uh, And it's been rescheduled for March the 3rd. Uh, The time and uh, network designation will be determined at a later date. So there you go. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think Duke could opt out?
2: Yeah, I think they both would. I, I, I That's the reason why I think they should just cut it off. I agree. Um, I totally, totally agree. So, and I just witnessed that with a team from uh, – well, team that's in our class, classification. They had, I want to say, six teams in their district. They had six teams in their district. And the top, the bottom two teams didn't have winning records, and so they were they didn't get a chance to play uh, in a district tournament. And so I'm just, if I had to guess, I think that's what they're gonna end up doing. All these different conferences, just so they can limit the number of uh, of teams. Yeah. And I think the teams who are below 500. Um, probably would say, okay, you know, they're not going to contest it or fight it. Um, I think they would be okay with, you know, opting out, just like a lot of teams opted out of bowl games Mm -hmm. because they just didn't want to go through that whole grind, you know, getting tested every day, um, playing games, having to stay in a bubble, and just that whole, you know, thing that they're having to go through. Yeah, so yeah. I can see. I can see teams just saying, "Hey, you know, if, if y'all don't want to do it, we'll do it for you. Uh, we we're gonna opt out uh, and, and call it a season." Um, but the teams who have a chance, you know, I think they'll they'll be fine with it because they're trying to win, you know, to get into the tournament. Yeah, um, especially if they're you know on the bubble. Yeah, and we mentioned that on this show. If if, if
0: there's a I think I don't have any problem with the tournament saying to a team who could be on the national cut line of being on the ball, like you said, on the bubble. If they played the tournament for those maybe four or five or 16 or whatever it is, then that makes sense to me, you know, because now we're talking about a shorter deal, like maybe one or two days or whatever. And then, you know, those teams play out how it plays out, but just having a big long one, I don't get that at all. So, um. Real quick, let's do run, jump to the women. Uh, the women's seeding, the teams did not change, but the top seed did change, obviously. UConn became the top seed in the top four women's seed. Uh, but South Carolina, North Carolina State, Louisville, all still number one seed in Charlie Cream's women's bracketology. I don't know if we, either one of us have any issues with that. Um, and then
2: I, – I, I still have uh, – I still doesn't matter I mean, who's the number one seed because it, there's no there's no home no home court advantage, right?
0: And I don't even know if that if that should even be brought up this year, um, in as a discussion point for any of this this year. It doesn't matter whether the men or women; they're playing in one spot, right? And there's no fans, so what's the like? What's the point? So.
2: I guess yeah. just bragging rights at this point, but yeah, I don't see there there being a a benefit.
0: No, I don't either. Uh,
2: as far as the women's teams in from the ACC,
0: we've got Louisville, we got NC State. No surprises there. Uh, they do have Florida State in as a ten seed, Clemson as an eleven. Uh, Georgia Tech has moved up to a six seed. Syracuse moved up. As, as a seven seed, a new team is entered in Virginia Tech and North Carolina as an 11-12. So they're part of that first four in or last four in uh, group. Uh, Wake Forest and Notre Dame are still part of that first out group. Do you have any issues with do you well, first of all, do you believe that many ACC
2: women's teams are going to get in? Uh, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a bias. For the power five schools. I agree. uh, In the women's tournament, um, just because of probably competition, uh, that they're in a bigger league as opposed to some of the other uh, teams. And so I think that's what this piece is, you know, with all these these men and teams in it, uh, you know, and they say in the field, even though they're higher seeds. uh, But I just think that's. uh, that's a lot of teams from one conference. Yeah, I don't think eight
0: teams are getting in.
2: Yeah, I just yeah. think there's – there, women's is a little different than men yeah. uh, because there's, you know, some smaller schools that could compete, um, you know, when it's all said and done. But I think in the women's game, uh, the smaller schools struggle. Um, I mean you may have your your one-offs or you know, a couple that may have a uh, a great player, like your mm-hmm. Buffalo uh when they had um whatever her name was, uh, Donald or, um Donald Deere or the superstar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I can't uh, remember the name. where it fixed me, but yes. Yeah, but uh, you know, when they had her, you know, she was the one that carried them. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think you may have won a couple games or something. So you may, like I said, you may have your one-offs for the smaller schools. But for the most part, uh, the top schools are always in that mix. Um, the, top, the Power 5 schools are always in the Sweet 16, Elite 8, and most times Final 4. You're going to have pretty much the same group of teams that make it every year. Um, whether from the ACC, the SEC, um, Big Ten, not not Big Ten, but Big 12, Mm -hmm. uh, Baylor, you know, they've been there a few times. And so uh, Stanford, uh, Pac-12, you know, may have a um, representative. So, you know, you normally get – that's where you're getting your your ladies' final fours from. Uh, So it is possible that all eight – could possibly get in if, if you know, they're going to be playing one another at some point.
0: Yeah, I, I, it is possible. I mean, I guess anything is possible. I just – it's just hard for me to buy that that many uh, ACC teams – because I don't see the ACC as a whole being that much better than, say, the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Or right. um, or the – I'm sorry, not the Big Ten. I said the Big Ten. I meant the SEC. Because the SEC seems to be the most dominant conference this year, and so I think they may get six, legit get six or seven teams that could be, you know, in the mix toward the end. I don't see that with the ACC. I four, possibly five, uh, but eight is a lot. Eight is 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 quite a bit to me.
2: I guess the other question is how many are getting in initially? Are we still calling it sixty four? Well, uh, we have
0: not heard that announced that's a great question that is a great question i I have not heard that announced at all so uh I've seen some 64 bracket scenarios I've seen some 48 team bracket scenarios uh I've seen some 32 bracket scenarios so uh I guess that's really the x factor in the question of questions um I'll tell I will say this I've never said this on the show yet but I'll say it now. It makes more sense to me to scale it down than to, to keep it the same,
2: yeah. Yeah, it definitely got to scale it down, yeah. I think it's it needs to be like 32, no more than 48. Yeah, I don't know what the number is, but it definitely got to scale it down. They may have to cut out a couple of a couple, uh, one weekend or yeah, a weekends or something.
0: Absolutely, that's what I think too. So, uh, okay, so now, in uh, in, in lieu of everything, I, and some of you may have seen me. Looking down, I've been actually talking to Kendrick Haskins and also checking my phone because there was a massively breaking news story in Louisville, which is one of the reasons why Kendrick was not here tonight. Uh, and for Louisville, this is my final comments, by the way. Uh, for Louisville, this is a huge, huge story. Uh longtime legendary high school football coach Ty Scroggins uh, has passed away. Uh, he... Uh, had a bout with COVID and he went to the hospital, uh, maybe a week or two ago. Uh, and he has passed away at age, uh, 49. Uh, he was just an amazing, amazing head coach. And one of the things that he will be remembered for in addition to being one of the nicest guys on planet earth, uh, he was, uh, the coach that revived the first black high school, uh, football team, black, The first black high school, that football team, Central High School in Louisville, Kentucky, he led them to five state championships and revived that program and made it a valuable and viable school once again. And so uh, this is an incredible, incredible loss for the city of Louisville, uh, for high school sports as a whole, really. Uh, He's just an amazing, was an amazing man. He had started – coaching at DeSales high school. Uh, and, uh, that is a big loss for both those programs and just really, uh, the black community as a whole, uh, Ty was a good dude. And so our thoughts and, uh, prayers will be with him and his family tonight. Uh, he has a son that's a senior, uh, that is graduating this year. Uh, and so our thoughts and prayers will be with him as long as well as his, uh, uh, I think he was engaged, I think. Maybe he was about to be married or, so, or was married or something. I, can't. I don't know if he was about to be married or they had already gotten married, but uh, I thought some prayers were just with his family. But that's where Kendrick is uh, tonight covering that story uh, and getting all the details for it. And uh, they just actually released it uh, right before uh, – right while we've been on the air. So um, thoughts and prayers to uh, Coach uh, – rest in peace to Coach uh, Ty Scroggins.
2: Well, our condolences as well uh, to Coach groggins and his family, uh, his immediate family and his football family. I'm sure there was a lot of people he had a, he touched, um, whether it was players, parents. Um, if you can build a championship team consistently, you, you made a big impact yeah. on, you know, a community. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that's a big loss for them um, and something that, you know, I always, you know, I'm always uh, I'm sharing uh, devos with parents, kids. Um, you know, about being grateful, coaches and where it may be about being grateful for uh, the things that we have, um, not complaining or arguing, uh, because we definitely do that, um, and we don't think about it. You know, I was just I was complaining um about something on the bus uh last night, you know, after we, you know, won our game. Mm. And then I caught myself. I was like, man, why? I just sent out this depot about complaining. Right. And you know, I'm sitting here complaining about you know why they didn't break up the games on on the film. Why they put both games on the film, you know, that they sent and And so I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, what? What is that? Yeah. So I just had to repent, ask for forgiveness for complaining about something that (laughs) didn't really matter. Yeah. You know, it's a big scheme of things, um, and you know, it's just those types of things that you know that reminds us that every day we got to be thankful and grateful for what we have, and you know, live each moment. Whether it's a good moment or a bad moment, you know, just live it, uh, uh, you know, learn from it and keep it moving. And um, and so I just, you know, our condolences go out to him and his his family. Yeah, it's
0: um, it's never easy. It's never easy. And I know that my hometown is uh, heavy hearted. Today, tonight, uh, to hear that news, I'm sure by now the the community as a whole is devastated. But you're right, Charlie. Uh, it does remind you uh, not to just you know to to love life wherever it is. You know it it, it can always be worse. Everything can always be worse. And so, uh, and it also reminds me, and I think I've been on this kick here lately, in that I'm I'm, I'm reminded that especially in moments like this. Because I you don't understand it, but I also know that God is way smarter than I am. And so because He's smarter than I am, I have to trust Him. Cause right. I don't know. I don't know what's best. And I don't know what's supposed to happen. And I'm and, and, and to be perfectly honest with you, I'm glad I don't. Cause I if if it was all in my hands, a lot of people would be in trouble. So, <laughs> so just because I'm just not, I'm not, I don't get it always. You know what I mean? Right. So uh and then that's and that's true for everybody. We don't always get it in every part of what's supposed to be gotten in every moment, so that's just how it works uh our view of the life and and the world is limited to what we can see and so um it's 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 a tough night tonight but but our our thoughts and prayers are are definitely with that community uh tonight and the many 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 players and families uh and coaches uh that he has touched in that city so uh, it's a melancholy way to end the show, but at the same time, we wish him a peaceful journey and hopefully a peaceful rest. So, yeah. uh, you guys are getting
2: ready. Your girl is, your daughter's getting ready for regionals, right? Uh, yes. Their first game is Monday. They're playing oh, here. Okay. okay. So that'll um, be exciting,
0: man. Is hey. she ready? Is she excited? Or does she have that Charlie Ward, not too high, not too low kind
2: of thing. Um, she's, yeah, she has that. Yeah. Um, that's uh, the best way to be, though. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Yeah. But, you know, their team is a little different. Uh, they played a really good game on, you know, whatever night it was, Friday. uh uh-huh. And I asked her, how was practice today? Uh, we had a come-to-Jesus meeting. <laughs> I'm like, what? Didn't they, Didn't they win like eight to nothing? Three to nothing. They won three to nothing. Oh, okay. Like, Not having to come to Jesus beat before, the, before the first regional game? She's right. like, yes, really, Dad. Yes. And I'm like, huh? That That's backwards. You, you should be getting ready to practice, prepare for the game. Now you have to come to Jesus, me. But that's just where they are. She um, said, I see the holes, Dad. You don't know. I see
0: the holes. Well, now listen, that was the most Charlie Ward thing I've
2: ever heard her do so far. Like she sees like she sees everything. Uh so I so hopefully they're they're prepared and ready. Um, you know, we have our district finals on Friday. Okay. So um <laughs> my group, man, there are you gonna have them come to Jesus meeting as well. Uh, probably with a couple of a couple of them about their academics, but okay, okay. Other than that, I mean, our group, man, these guys are so competitive; they hate losing, because at the end of it, you know, there's there's always consequences in some form, and so one team, man, I mean, we we call this the math drill, it's a one-on-one drill Mm. uh, that we do as a closeout drill, and then they go one-on-one, and we keep points. We put them on teams, and they keep points. Man, that thing got so spirited uh, today, um, you know, they, they didn't go to blows, but they were diving on the floor and, you know, I was like, hey, this, this is real. Yeah. And, you know, so it was good though. I mean, that's just, and that happens not just today that happens all the time with this group. And that's the one thing, you know, I, I just tell them, man, I mean, we got skill and talent, and all that. But one thing someone cannot take away from you is your competitive spirit. That's right. That's right. And if you got a competitive spirit, you have you give yourself a chance, even if yep. you don't have skill. Um, and, you know, that's just one thing I wanted to instill in them was, man, don't back down from anybody. Right. You know, how big they are, small, it doesn't matter. And they've gotten to a point now where, I mean, we beat the team the other night. It was like 81 to 26. Oh, Wow. wow. And. They came out and put up, tried to stall and that kind of deal. And we, you know, we played a game with them and then we started to speed them up. And next thing you know, they would turn the ball over and we were scoring. It was like 16 to one at one point. Um, And it got out of hand really, really fast. Yeah. Um, And so that's just the mentality. I've been working to try to get them to play is, you know, no mercy. You know, play play the right way, and they did an amazing job. Uh, so I I didn't coach the game. Um, I allowed my assistant to coach, Coach Gregory. He coached the game, and I just sat back and watched them play. And they shared it. They uh, scored at a high clip. They played great defense. You know, we didn't we didn't gamble. You know, just because we could have taken the ball at any time from these guys, mm. uh, but they they just played with great discipline. And that's something we're going to need to do consistently um, over these next few weeks. But I, I'm just happy, you know, that we get an opportunity to be in a district finals Awesome. Um, and have a chance to win another one. Uh, this will be the second, of, second, or third one. I think mm-hmm. it's the third one uh, in a row. Uh, but our goal is to win a state championship and, but it starts with winning a district championship first. That's right. right looking forward to it on friday all right man well uh i'll have to peek in on the game this friday oh yes it will be on our uh fsus athletics youtube station there you go so i'm looking forward to watching
0: that that'll be my friday night uh experience then all right all right brother well listen man that's our show hope you guys enjoyed it uh this podcast will be up on spotify and iTunes and Apple Music where so please like, subscribe, and share everywhere you possibly can. Uh hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back on, no, I guess we won't be back on Monday. We'll probably be back on Tuesday since you guys have a championship game on Monday. So
2: we have a game. Hope, hope has a game. Right.
0: Yeah, Hope has a game. So you got you got daddy duties on Monday. So we will see everybody on Tuesday. So until then, have a great, great uh rest of your week and uh, get ready for a great weekend guys you enjoy yourselves
1: you have been listening to believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence you can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the believe podcast network Spotify iTunes and everywhere podcasts can be heard You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page and on YouTube, on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe and follow on all our platforms and we will keep taking you inside the ACC.